Hello, Mark. Hello, Ian. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? What's new? Excellent. Excellent. New? I don't know about new, uh, but an update on the sourdough front. I know you've been waiting for that. Um, Love bread stories. I think I told you, I don't know, a couple months ago, a few weeks ago, my wife was into baking now, which is fantastic. It's like I got like an upgrade after I got married. I don't know if I can say that, but a little personal bakery. It's been good. We've had tortillas, uh, pizza dough, crackers, cinnamon rolls, you know, just loaves of bread. Um, and I'm not really a big bread guy, but it's, it's delicious. And having it fresh know. is like, it's like a bakery in my kitchen, you know? Um, the weird part though, is we named it Wanda because you have to feed it. It has to grow and apparently it doesn't work until you name it. That's what the internet says. And so our, internet's our, never wrong. Yep, our, our starter is called Wanda. And so the kids at Gosh. night say that we have to go feed Wanda. I have notes saying, alien, notes saying alien don't turn video. on the fridge. Wanda's in the oven. Or don't turn on the oven. The one is inside. Yeah, so it's like it's like part of the family now, right? It's this it's this little uh, symbiotic um, it's, creature. Creature. I don't know if it's, it's symbiotic or parasitic, car. but yeah, we'll find out. Uh, just don't. Uh, it's like it sounds amazing. It is. Um, I hope Wanda lives for a long time. It continues to be fruitful and plentiful and give you all the sourdough you guys can handle. And I will gladly eat whatever you you feed Thank me. You. So Thank you. Um. Well, we have a fantastic selection of stories today. Yep. Um, I uh, dare say the best yeah. yet. What are they? Just don't keep us waiting. What do we got? Best sports to play as an adult. Okay. And then we have EV vehicles. Mm-hmm. EV vehicles. vehicles. Yeah. EVV, ATM AT- machines. ATM machines. Yeah. Right, right. And then we have our wild cards video games. So um, those sound great. Let's just go for it, right? Three, two, one. Let's, Let's get into get it. Into it. Sports. Take yes. us away, please. And uh, it's the sports with a lowercase s, right? So yeah. basically, you know, we all kind of go through a similar growth process in middle school and high school. You play sports together. Some people become athletes. Some don't. Um, maybe you play baseball or football. Or you're a multi-sport athlete. Maybe you specialize. You're just a gymnast, right? Mm-hmm. You go to college. Most people don't play college sports like professionally, maybe intramural or a club team. Kind right, of graduate right, right. out of that. You start your first job. You play like in a social sports club, you know, and then you're in the middle of your 30s, your middle of 40s. What do you do, right? What do you do? What do you do, Ian? Uh, for me, I do a lot of physical activity. It's it's been something that's been a really important part of my life uh, for many years. I've been running pretty consistently since about 2004. That uh, ironically coincides with my graduation from high school where I was doing sports yeah, on see. a team structured, you know, never the best athlete, never the worst athlete, middle of the road, fine. You know, I would say above average, but above average JV, you know, I, I don't yeah. think I was really the varsity material, but anyway, so 2004 hits and I'm on my own at college. I'm not doing college sports for the reasons that I just described, not good enough. So I do running, um, running is, you know, it's for a lot of people, it's the ultimate solo activity. Yes. It's, it's the activity where you find yourself, ironically, you find your legs, you find what you like, you find out, you find out if you can be alone with your own mind for 90 minutes, which some people just can't hash, can't, can't hack that. And or a good um, podcast, right? Yeah. That's, and really my love and appetite for podcasts went, went through the roof when I basically decided that I, I appreciated hearing podcasts over music. And so mm-hmm. I started um, dabbling in podcasts and I've been doing it ever since. And You're training your mind and your body at the same time. 
right feet and the sole and then and legs <laughs> um oh you know also in the last five years you know i've done the social sport thing um i've played dodgeball kickball even heck combat archery yeah and you know <clears throat> hearkening back to what you said those are the team sports that kind of is not a substitute or you know for the being on a professional team or a, a structured team mm-hmm. but you know the the idea is these are individuals, you know, in their thirties, they're out there through college. They still like sports, but do you think they want to do the social thing? The draw, I would say the social sports, is it more about the social and maybe even it the, is. the drinking it versus is. the actual sport? It is basically, I yeah. mean, you can do it that way or heck you can just go and you can bowl your three games with your team and yeah. you can enjoy meeting new people and working on your bowling game. And they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not badly priced. I mean, no. you're basically, you're, it's maybe 70 bucks for a season and you get seven games in a shirt and yeah, they're, they're fun. They're fun. So I haven't done those too recently. Um, you know, pandemic notwithstanding yeah. things took a little bit of a backseat. Um, and I guess the third thing that I, I want to talk about is maybe not as much physically doing the thing, you know, running and jumping and playing the sports, but coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a bit of coaching. I've, I've done soccer a couple of years. Um, preparing to do basketball in the near future. So I'm kind of thinking about what I would do drill wise. So obviously you, you, you demo the drills, you kind of um, participate alongside the kids, but it's not the sort of the same as, you know, running the show in terms of like doing it, but it's also a lot of setting up cones and yelling instructions. So, um, you know, you, you didn't mention, I didn't mention, I know you've been playing this Ian is pickleball. Yes. So years. Yep. Um, which our audience about, may not know pickleball. Some do, some don't. We'll have to put a description in the show notes. Um, <laughs> that's our ultimate, like, get out of jail card. Yeah. Um, pickleball, yeah, I've been playing that for a few years. Um, it didn't hurt that a uh, free park facility put up a bunch of courts three miles away from me. So um, it was almost like Destiny, right? Feel the dream style. Uh, it's really fun. I mean, what I like about it is you can play. It's usually four, four people. So it's two on two, doubles. Yeah. Um, so you get that social aspect. Um, it's not too physically demanding. If you guys can picture a tennis court, picture a fourth of the size of a tennis court, that's kind of your zone. So there's not a whole lot of places to run. Uh, you're obviously in motion and moving and bending and sort of hitting the ball, but it's, it's so, not as rigorous. I was going to ask you, why do you like that versus tennis or like pick up basketball? Yeah. Is it just because it's less physically demanding? No, I actually, I actually it is physical, that- I think. It is physical. I mean, I, I happen to have I happen to have played tennis a lot back mm-hmm. in the day. Took a took a long time off, and so I've sort of always been drawn to, to 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 racket and paddle sports. And I like a new challenge. And like I said, it was close by, and the cost to enter the sport is you can get a, a paddle for twenty bucks at yep. Get your Wilson paddle. Goods. Yep. So basically, there's not a whole lot of um, upfront cost and. You know, you can, you can talk while you play. There's, there's table talk. Uh, there's friendly banter. Um, you can I play, play with a bunch of people or outdoor, can, right? Indoor, outdoor. Um, obviously the indoor comes with the cost usually where yeah. the outdoor one is basically, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's free to play. Pay through your taxes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, in a nutshell in a l- large nutshell. It sounded like, honestly, I gave quite a bit of myself there, but, uh, what about you, Mark? What's your, what is your physical activity in your mid thirties? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a transition still finding it. You know, I played pickleball, you know, 
as well. You were one of the guys, mm -hmm. one of the four. I like doing these activities where you kind of get to hang out while doing something physical, you know what I mean? Like a sport. But I did learn, I think I don't like being competitive with friends because then you get bad blood occasionally and that's just no fun on there just to have fun, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, busy with work, busy with family. So I, I dabble with running, not as committed as you, you know, like to... We right. did buy an exercise bike a couple of years ago so I can go spin in the basement. And I have been investing over the years and kind of building like a home gym setup. And this was like pre-pandemic. I started this is like an iron palace it. you got going on here. This is nice. Yeah, me, me and The Rock are going to hang out. <laughs> um, I, I think one of those things I've read is like strength training lasts much longer as you age than maybe some of your other uh, like burst or quick speed fitness sort of physical traits. So your, your, you know, strength can, can last longer. So I definitely want to do more. Yeah. Not, it's not bodybuilding, but strength training, weightlifting or whatever, just at home, you know, what do you like about running? What was the draw for you there? Um, yeah, it's definitely not about like a calorie burn. Like that is nice, but it's about being able to walk up and down the stairs without running out of breath. Right. So kind of maintaining that base level of fitness, keeping yourself loose, flexible, yeah, definitely. And I'm not going to go, you know, I run a handful of half marathons. I've never done a marathon yet. I'd like to do one just to, to check it off the list. The list, right. It's that list thing. Yeah. Mentality. Like, in terms of when I'm mo most fit, it's when I'm going out for a run three days a week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Three or four miles. Like that's, you could, you're using it. a bunch of different muscle groups, keeping mm -hmm. loose, um, yeah. building, building some strength, obviously. And do you it like, feels it feels good if you can do that kind of thing. Like, especially if you do it in the morning, like on a Saturday or something, you come home boost. like the yeah. rest of the day, it's really, you get an endorphin boost. You just feel good. You, you know what I mean? You I mean, movement feels good. I mean, I think yeah. that a lot of people exercise for a lot of different reasons. Some are for the metrics. Like you said, they want to burn founder calories. They want that sweat. Other people are there for the community, the group play. And some people are there just to be with themselves and their emotions and yeah. be in motion, be in flux. I do like the numbers. Like I, I'm a numbers guy, Excel spreadsheets, you know, up and right mm -hmm. on the chart. So having Garmin or the wearables and the trackables is definitely attractive to me. The first thing I do when I get home, even though I already knew my time is like to plug it in and look at it. Look at my previous three runs, look at my friend's runs, not even competitively. Mm -hmm. Just, I just like to look at the numbers. So that's something cool. Yeah, definitely. Why do you enjoy coaching? You kind of mentioned that that's not playing the sport itself, but what's the draw yeah. there? I really like I'm coaching pretty young kids. So they're basically coming to terms with what the sport is, learning the basic rules, You're getting, introducing their, them, right? getting their bodies used to, to doing those motions and movements. Um, so, you know, with soccer, basically it was the progression, you know, of seeing them learn these, these skills, dribbling and passing. And, you know, it's definitely a struggle at first for, for most kids as it should be. I mean, no one's yeah. born usually, you know, able to dribble through a, a series of cones. It's kind of a strange motion. Your feet are for walking and kicking a ball is, is, it's sort of a foreign concept. So, you know, seeing them grow. And then I really like just getting to know the, the actual kids too. You know, um, some of these kids are the children that go to school. So I hear their names. They go to school with my kids or on the bus. So it's just getting like one other side of, of who they are. Yeah. Yeah. So that I can kind of be like, oh, when so-and-so talks about a person like, oh, I, I had them in soccer. Like I know, I know who they are, things like that. So um, it's also a challenge. I like, I like challenges and, you know, for soccer, I found out pretty early on that I had to map out three or four drills and had a couple backup drills because we, you, you go in thinking, okay, we'll just do a passing circle, right. we'll do a scrimmage, but you got to have a plan and you got to kind of have a progression because they're kind of 
looking to you to build the base skills for so when they're 12 and 14 years old, they're doing well. So it's there's a little bit of added pressure. Uh, I enjoy playing the sport, so I enjoy giving back. Um, and yeah, I think I think I'll do it for a number of years, probably do, do they two call or three you, sports. Do they call you coach? Yeah, I think they mostly default to coach. Sometimes <laughs> coach Kerr or something yeah. like that, but um, sometimes just sort cool. of the hey you, if which that, that must <laughs> suffice. Um, the first season of soccer basically um everyone was pretty much masked the entire the entire time for obvious reasons. So yeah. um and it was kind of hard to hard to project and hard to hear what the kids were saying. But yeah, I really enjoy it. I didn't think I would enjoy it too much. I was initially very apprehensive, but I think I think in life taking on challenges that you have those butterflies and that you're nervous about. It's the only I way think, to grow. I think I think taking them on is is almost always a good idea. So so basically what we both do today is different than it was 10 years ago, even five years ago. So project 10 years into the future. Do you think your yeah. exercise routines will be the same or they're going to evolve? I think running will probably always be an important part of it. You know, injuries notwithstanding. Um, and I'm really liking the, the biking. I think having access to being able to walk in the basement and jump on and, and there be a live, I mean, live is maybe air quotes, but there's a class and you're part of a community, albeit digitally. Um, I think I'll probably always have a bit of both. Um, I can see myself playing indoor soccer on a men's 40 plus team. You know, um, I could also see myself doing kickball again in the near future um, and then coaching. So, I mean, maybe so it's all on the table. That's it. That sounds like a lot, honestly. I might be able to do quite about all that, but I mean, what about you? I mean, the home goals. gym for you seems like a passion project that will, that will grow and grow and grow. Yeah. I mean, it, I just think it's always a great idea to feel like you've never, you haven't peaked yet as like a athlete. You've improving, keep getting PRs. A physical specimen, right? So it's all about physical the journey. Specimen you are, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> With that, let's segue to the finance story. Ian, set the scene for us. Yeah. So EV, electronic vehicles. Um, electric, not electronic. Electric. <laughs> Sorry about that. So basically, you know, what I'm thinking about here is the fact that, you know, say what you want, we're at a huge inflection <clears throat> point, uh, public policy, government funding. Oh, yeah. And I think general interest from consumers appears to be growing. Um, the Super Bowl commercials that all of us just sort of experienced as a, as a, as a collective community, um, every company now is essentially going feet first. You know, you, you, know, you started out with a few uh, rogue companies, I think you could even say with Tesla and um, the Nissan Leaf for, for a while and the Volt. Those are your those are your three options. And now everybody's jumping in. You have yeah. um, trucks. You have the GMC and Ford. All the big names Ford. Ford yeah. Lightning is going is going full immersion. And it seems um, like they're like they're committing to like now. This isn't like a like oh yeah in fifteen years sort of thing, which is always what the yeah, talk was I, in the past, right? I think it was, I think it was 15 Ooh. years and now it's like two, two and a half to five years. I yeah. mean, they are literally being built as you we can speak. put your reservations down, you know, it's going to take a lot of time to ramp up production. Obviously we've seen, we've seen the shortage of computer chips and, and the like really hampering, hampering this because if this is going to be a well, huge building thing, a new supply chain, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a whole new thing. I mean, you have a catalytic converter and I have a battery, you had pistons and then you have batteries. I mean, it's, it's a whole thing, right? <laughs> Electric motors. Yeah. Electric motors. Um, so I want to show, I, I want you, Mark, to kind of talk about where do you see this going? I mean, yeah, five years, what's going on? Well, 
I mean, this is definitely the future, or it's even this the present. The really, determine that. I, think. I would. I wish people would just. Some people are hesitant, or don't understand, or aren't getting on board. I mean, I don't own an electric vehicle yet. I do think they're too expensive, but I'm hoping that my current vehicle could get me to the point where the next vehicle I have, perhaps, is mm-hmm. electric. You know, I think people are always concerned about this range anxiety thing, and it's a giant. Running out of juice on the turnpike. Yeah. Yeah, like electric vehicles can go 200, 300 plus miles on a quote-unquote tank of gas just like you're right there's the same metric numbers yeah and people i mean it's america we love driving but really 95 percent of people day to day drive 20 minutes to work and 20 minutes back home and they can guess between two and they and they know how many miles it is within one or two i mean yeah and what they do right now is once a week they fill up with gas and they think exact same thing oh i have to do that but no it's different though because you're going to charge at home, maybe your workplace, but every night at home. So you actually will save time. You don't have to go to a gas station theoretically yeah. ever, right? Yes. When you have to drive to Florida or Texas or wherever for your long road trips, you know, mm-hmm. it, it'll be a different issue. You got to plan your trip. You got to take a break, you know? Um, I do think, to jump in slightly here, that I think, I think when the percentage of Americans who own electric vehicles gets high enough, the gas station, as we know it, the charging station will also evolve because yeah. there's big business there. There's a booming industry that's going to be people who need to charge their car outside of the home. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if if there's enough consumers that have this need, the market will follow suit. They're not going to be building unnecessary gas stations. No, if, in, companies if will realize there's a way to make money. And so, right. I mean, I think you have an interesting point that potentially fueling up your vehicle you know, on your road trip might take longer than the quick gas fill up. It does. But I mean, that's part and parcel with this, with this technology. I mean, you do that, battery you do that once increase. per year. Right. Um, I mean, but yeah, if you're mostly charging it in your garage, which I mean, there's a plethora of products and companies that are jumping on the bandwagon of the wall box, charging, 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 charging faster, charging mm-hmm. smarter. Um, it's yeah, just keep like going, getting, keep it's like getting internet in your, in your home. It just takes transition time. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and it's not like gas is going to go away. You still have the diesel no. pump at every gas station, you know? So you're going to have a hybrid gas and electric charging stations or whatever they're going to look like, you know? More hybrid, um, like you said, more hybrid yeah. things. The big thing that has to happen, I think, at least in the U.S., is like these pickup trucks have to be successful, right? Because that's the most yeah, popular all, thing. And all I think the Amazon trucks, um, most of the big rigs out there, like we have to get the percentage, 5, 10, 50% of those, that, that entire fleet needs to become electric i think and it sounds like it's going to i mean the ford lightning is envisioning selling that to a lot of um industrial fleets it makes sense for the companies they're gonna save money in the long run otherwise they long run yeah which is why they've been resisting until now i guess um what i think people i wish they wouldn't do is they think electric vehicle they think tesla they think they don't like elon musk or they think oh they're too expensive or oh they're you know green hippies or oh they have these uh unsafe driverless vehicles it's like that's like eight different issues combined into one thing so i want electric mm-hmm. vehicle to not mean tesla right and yeah to i want to talk i want to talk as little as possible driverless vehicles for the next five yes, years that's different it's it's different it's, it's a it's a tech that needs to happen i'm totally for that eventually yeah but right now i think the focus and the, and the momentum needs to be on getting these getting more vehicles in the hands of americans that are electric and i mean I, I just thought of this right now, but why do you, why do you think, you know, 2022 
why do you think it's now like six months ago a year ago i mean yeah it wasn't anywhere near this sort of zeitgeist culturally combination of of the the we don't want to talk about politics, but Democratic president, you know, pushing their agenda. I mean, climate change comes into play. Climate obviously. change is bigger you can't and bigger. Not participate in that. Younger generation usually cares more about these things than an older generation, as like a generality. So as mm-hmm. they age, they have more interest in it. Um, you know, all those different things. So plus, are cool, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think Tesla started their journey by kind of making a cool car. It happened to be battery powered yeah. electric and um yes i think initially sort of the sports car model came into came into play but now you know the commercials i just saw i just saw four or five mid-sized suvs trucks that are electric i mean totally different aesthetic yep there'll be winners yeah. and losers you know and it will it'll appeal to a larger percentage not everyone wants a sports car yeah i mean america is the land of the trucks the truck drivers <clears throat> um people have trucks and so I think, do you, do you think that your average Joe or Jane who's been buying a Ford F50 and their the grandfather's been buying it, do, do you think th- those people are going to be buying the new electric fleet no. vehicles? No, I don't, but their kid will. Right. It, 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 it's almost like it doesn't matter because we're, there's, a, there's a, a whole new- yeah. It'll take a generation, so. Yeah. Um, you have in the show notes that you have Norway. We, we have examples. Where oh, this model yeah, that's, works. that's the other example or people always complain about, oh, it's not going to work in the cold, right? Because they don't charge. Oh, right. Scandinavia right. and Norway and Sweden and all these countries have some of the highest like electric vehicle Huge uptakes. percentage of people. Um, yes. Because so it, that's another fallacy. Um, there's more out there that people say, oh, the battery's going to catch on fire because every battery fire that gets um, that occurs is, is blown up in the media, but you don't see every single time there's a gasoline fire from a, I mean, car it'd be, all over, it'd be constant. I mean. It happens all the time. So, it's happening right now on the highway yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess, I guess my take here is that, um, we're at an inflection point. Like I said, previous, uh, this is going to be the top or two or three automotive story for the next 10 years. And yeah. I'm excited. I think this is great. Embrace the future. Embrace the future. With that, let's drive into our next story, Ian. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let's do it. Video what, games, take it away. What makes a great video game? Indeed. Story, the the challenge, you know, competition. Competition, right? the graphics. Yeah. So for oh. me, um, my like favorite games like back in high school was like that socialness, right? Playing Halo like on a LAN party. Super fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get a little older and I kind of like, it's about story for me, RPGs, you know? I was trying to think of like favorite game of all time, which is always kind of a silly discussion to have anyway, but I loved Knights of the Old Republic. I like the Elder Scrolls games, mm-hmm. but what those things have in common for me is being transported somewhere. Right. And that's not just for video games. It's for a book or a, a film or a movie, right? Any mm-hmm. piece of I, I guess, art, just being enthralled with like a new universe, a new story, new characters, you know, that's kind of my short answer. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, for me, I <laughs> definitely, I definitely think that story, character development is huge. Um, but there's also, I guess, different kind of there's different tiers of video games out there. There's the games like God of War, where you know it it pulls at your heartstrings. It's an emotional. It's a it's a huge story arc where characters grow and they learn. And you're not even like of, you're like you're playing it like you're playing that like 
the action, but you're also just being a participant in the story, right? Right. It's sort of a cinematic movie. It's also, mm-hmm. there's like, there's like real dialogue. There's voice acting. Like it's a whole production. Versus and like the Fortnite games Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. where it's like dopamine hit 20 minutes in out, you jump in a game. Uh, there's no character development. It's basically just fun, fun, fun in terms yeah. of just like, it's a quick hit. Like I said before, you jump in and the objective, there's very, there are quick objectives. It's like 20 minute games, if that even. And, you know, they're both video games. They offer very different experiences. And frankly, I, I find myself enjoying both. Um, I definitely nowadays am doing more of like the, I have 20 free minutes. Let's just play a quick round or two. Yeah. Whereas, you know, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, these are games where like you want to, you want to let yourself become enthralled. You want to be immersed, immersed, right? And if you want to be immersed, you have a lot of, there's, there's a lot of content in the game. I mean, those kind of games are massive. I mean, I, I'm sort of stunned by just the collective effort. All the people that work at these studios put into the games from the graphics to the story. I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely impressive. So we talked about uh, the evolution of driving technology, right? What about video games, virtual reality? It's been promised for the last 30 years. It's around the corner. I mean, every major, every major console at some point in time, you know, had a VR component. They had the ski, go- those damn ski goggles. Yeah, I know. I love it. And they had yeah. the very strange sort of like two-handed controller thing. Yeah. I mean, basically VR games have been around for five to eight years, but what I come back to is like the main titles, you know, your Destiny, your Big Halo, triple yeah. A games that cost you 70 bucks now, Big frankly. Studios. Those games are not VR titles. No. There's, there's no VR component they're still on the TV and the controller and I'm watching and I'm playing and I'm moving. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've tried VR, like the little game on your phone and it's just kind of, it's like a novelty Yeah. or you can kind of do them at the arcade a little bit, but it's, they're not fully mm-hmm. fleshed. They're, they're, they're not the, they're not the games that you think of when you think of games with a capital G, right? right. Um, so basically are we going to be playing destiny Four in the metaverse? I mean, is it going to be with the goggles? Uh, I'd, I'm not seeing any any indication that I don't think so. I mean, also I don't know. I mean, the metaverse right now is like a totally different animal. It seems like. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, very hot on it, but yeah. I'm sure that as time evolves, we'll get more VR games. But I mean, essentially, you have you, you know one of the 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 Switch by Nintendo is a very a very popular console. And I mean, basically, I haven't seen Nintendo use the word VR mm-hmm. in any of like, I don't think they, they don't, they're interested in that. Maybe it's like everything else. Maybe it's not us. Maybe it's for the next generation. Ian. you know, yeah, like, I'm not sure, but uh, I, I just can't see having, you know, you can put a console in your room or a, a computer, you know, in a, in a desk, but having your VR set up, especially with the way it is, you know, it's got to become wireless for it to become in a house, first of all. And then when you're doing that, you know, once you have those goggles issues. on, I mean, the visual's not quite there yet. You know, right. I don't know. The graphics aren't as good. The movement's not as good. I mean, there are a lot of really talented people and a lot of money going into VR. So I would, I'm not saying that it's not going to adapt and grow. And by 20, by 2025, that's three years. You're be completely no. wrong. No, you're not wrong. You're right. I'm right. Of course I'm right. <laughs> so basically, I mean, what's your big takeaway on, on video games? A big I mean, takeaway. Okay. Yes. So forget VR, uh, video games. Uh, 
it's an escapism, but an escapism in a positive sense, right? There's no reason that you can't enjoy your life and then go somewhere and experience other kind of world. But maybe mm-hmm. it's just 20 minutes with a friend too. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think you hit it right there. I think that the way that I experience video games now is an additional way to connect with people and friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So the Fortnite example, you know, it's good. To, it's, it's fun to play with buddies for half an hour and you can play and you can talk and it's not super, it's not super like you don't really care what happens per se. You're just kind of in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all right. So let's go to the actual takeaways now. Yeah. So for sports, I mean, it sounds simple. It sounds trite, but it's so true. Uh, find the activities that bring you joy and do what makes you happy. Uh, but don't be afraid to try new things. Uh, finance, our finance story, uh, gasoline vehicles to be the next generation. Will they be what stick ships were to us? Mm-hmm. Time will tell. And then our video game story, um, art comes in many forms, embrace the digital. I think video games are a huge part of our culture. They're certainly going to undergo a transformation, but I think that good games for them to stick around and to be remembered will always need a good story and great characters. Wonderful. Thanks for the conversation, Ian. I'm Mark. Yep. So you know where to find us. Yes. Uh, you were on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify. And like, follow uh, and subscribe. We appreciate follow it. Follow and subscribe. And uh, I'm Ian. And I'm Mark. And this was Let's Get, Let's into, get it. into It. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a research report financial or life advice and does not constitute an endorsement of any product, service, individual, or organization.